For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This episode of The Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by Aura Strap 2. It kind of seems like we had an Apple event yesterday without really having an Apple event, right? Like there was like... It felt like it. Like there was like so much hype within the couple hours. I know our team was doing a really good job of manufacturing some hype as well. Each hour kind of counting down. Um, it looks like uh, our own Joe... Uh, I always it's it's Ross Rossignol that's how you say it right. I always have a hard time saying his last name, but anyways, uh, he nailed it down right. It was eleven a.m. Eastern time. It ended up getting correct, yeah, or becoming correct. So, anyways, yeah. yesterday at eleven a.m. In case you guys are unaware, yesterday at eleven a.m. Eastern time, Apple just happened to have like its own mini event in the newsroom of their website and just dropped three random products. Well, I mean, we were kind of expecting it, but like. We were just talking about this before. We were expecting it, but we're not expecting some of the things that happened. And so yeah, um, I guess we can start. I mean, they're all very kind of underwhelming updates when you really look at it, except for the iPad. But let's start with, uh, like, in my opinion, the most underwhelming update. And I guess, well, there's two of them. The Apple TV, which randomly came out of nowhere. I were you guys expecting that? I mean, you know, I, I can only keep up with some of the major rumors, but I wasn't expecting that to happen today or yesterday. Well, we knew that uh, an Apple TV with a lower price point was coming, and we knew one with a faster chip and with a little bit more memory was coming. And I guess being a kind of a small update, um, there's no reason why that 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 shouldn't have come out. You know, we've got used to there being a long gap between Apple TV updates, but it was just a minor spec bump across the board, although maybe bigger than uh, you'd give it credit for. Definitely bigger than the iPad Pro, unfortunately, which had <laughs> shockingly little. Um, which is sad because the Apple TV really only got the A15 Bionic chip, so approximately 99% of you aren't going to notice a difference between your A14 and your A15 unless you're doing a bunch of gaming is really the only where like where would you yeah. it's not going to it's not going to matter with your you know your streaming speeds if you're like wondering oh performance like that's all based on your internet so that's not going to matter uh, i guess how fast it is in opening up applications and for those things to load and stuff but, I mean, it's already been pretty fast as it is, so I can't imagine you're going to tell. So, really, if you do a lot of gaming, then this is a good thing for you. Then you might notice some some performance increases there. But, I mean, Hartley, is that something you're super excited about? No, I mean, I don't know if many people are big gamers on the Apple TV. I don't know. I Please assume leave some, a people, some people like it because you can connect, uh, you know, external controllers and maybe you know if you don't if you don't quite if you can't quite justify um a whole xbox or yeah a, a ps5 then it would be quite a nice little device for um the odd little apple arcade game but i don't think anyone's going to buy it specifically because it's got the a15 i mean it's kind of what we've been seeing with a lot of apple's updates lately which is that 
generation of a generation, they're not a particularly big difference, and they're more just meant to be a decent upgrade. You know, I'm I'm glad that if I buy this Apple TV, um, it will have USB C on the Siri remote. Yeah, um, you know, we would be kicking Apple in a, in a year from now with the iPhone 15 with USB C if the Apple TV was still on Lightning. So they're laying this groundwork now, and they're just giving it a sort of it's just a worthwhile up. It's just a worthwhile update. Um, so that's what I was going to say. Like the biggest change. So we got a 15 Bionic uh, HDR, HDR 10 plus support, and apparently it goes from 32 gigs to 64 gigs and from 64 gigs to 128. So those are your two options. And they reduced the price. So now it's, what, 129 for the 64 gigs. So you're getting double the storage yeah. at uh, a lower price and then 149 for the 128. However, we have noticed that they dropped thread support and so uh, for the, the base model. And so if you want thread on and you get Ethernet, um, you have to go bump up for that uh, 128 gig. But the biggest feature is that the Siri remote gets USB-C, which honestly, I'm not sure if that's more frustrating for me or not, because I don't really have a lot of USB-C like devices that I, or like cables that I use for charging in my bedroom. And so charging the remote in the bedroom, we just pull out the iPhone cable that either me or my wife have. And now that's like, ah, well, I gotta get like an actual cable for this. But in the long run, this will be better. As soon as the iPhone gets USB-C, I mean, we can get rid of a whole subset of cables. And this basically proves that it's going to happen. They, they've now, they've basically admitted it because this is the first time they've put USB-C on an accessory like this, effectively. It would be the same if they put USB-C on the MagSafe battery pack or um, something like that. It, it, it's, it, it, now they've released the iPhone 14 lineup. They can start um, to, to get moving with adding USB-C to these other devices. And so it's just what, such a strange thing that this is the first, this is the first, yeah. you know, the first thing. Well, they just came out with AirPods, so why wouldn't they do it for that? My only my only defense for them is that, you know, people still carry AirPods around with their iPhones and, you know, you, you don't want to have to carry two cables. But, like, at some point, we're going to have to. So whoever bought those. Ah, uh, but with, with AirPods, they can charge you again to buy an optional charging case. So... That's that's what they they will do. It will be like with wireless charging for the AirPods. Um, AirPods, the first generation AirPods didn't have um, a wireless charging case, but then they charged you. I don't even remember how much it was. It must have been about a hundred dollars um, to just buy an, an identical case with wireless charging. So you can bet that's what will happen with USB-C. I mean, I almost exclusively use wireless charging for my AirPods, anyways. Yeah, so do I. It's not it's not essential to have USB-C. Yeah, it, but it really is. That transition has started definitely now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what you get with the Apple TV 4K. So for those of you who are in the market for one, uh, hopefully you waited and can just get this newer one at a cheaper price point. If you just bought one, return it and get this new one uh, and save yourself a little bit of money as long as you're in the return window. But uh, yeah, um, then there were two iPads that came out. Three if you want to be specific because there are two new iPad Pros um, and so the biggest feature with that is that it got uh, the M2 chip. Hartley, have you used the M1? Do you have the M1 iPad Pro? I do. Have you used the M1 iPad Pro to its fullest extent? Never. Do you? Uh, think? And I don't think that many people have. No, no. Maybe, maybe one person has. And you know, there are. I mean, I, I'm joking, but there are there are some people. You know, you could probably fit them all in one small room 
that do actually use the iPad for actual work. And those people might be grateful for the M2. I guess. I guess. <laughs> they, it's such a tiny number of people that, that um, people that like uh, a lot of illustration, uh, 3D graphic design on iPad, these people do exist. Uh, a lot of people that do photo editing, it's quite uh, a nifty device. But you're talking about such a, a minority, and that's why it seems so laughable that Apple so heavily advertises it as though M2 is something everyone could take advantage of. Maybe in the MacBook Air, it's something everyone could take advantage of, but in the iPad, it's it just seems uh, just seems a bit strange that that's that's all they've got, really got going for it with this upgrade. So, I missed the boat there on the ad. Well, so I don't know if you know whoever got a chance to go to the Apple's YouTube channel. They released like a nine minute video about um, each iPad. And so uh, one of the things I noticed was there was a guy video editing like right off the bat on the iPad Pro. And it I totally missed this, but apparently there's a Black Magic app for editing hmm. now. Um, what is it? Uh, what do they call their suite? Uh, Premiere? Uh, no, not Premiere. DaVinci Resolve. So yes. I apparently missed that. And I don't know how long that's been there. Uh, shame on me as a video editor, but I'm pretty like stuck into the Final Cut Pro thing. But I I'd be willing to give it a shot. And so I think I might do that and start using the iPad. We'll might as well use the M2 uh, version and start using that app because that offers. It seems to offer more, um, you know, than some of the other editors that are out there. But like you know, like you said, as far as who's going to be taking advantage of it, I do think the iPad is crazy with Lightroom. I just the other day was editing photos, like raw photos, uh, on my Mac Studio, and then also you know, via the cloud, you can access the same photos and like adding all these effects and then toggling like what you had, what it looked like before and then showing after it was very kind of slow compared to my iPad. Like the iPad just crushed through that, like instantaneously touching, uh, you know, and letting go is how you do it on the iPad. And it immediately showed you what it looked like before and after. And then doing it on the Mac studio is like kind of had like a second or two delay to it, which was crazy to think about. And then like processing and exporting the photos was much faster on the iPad. So I kind of fully switched to that. So it is strange how much better an iPad is um, than a lot of other machines these days. And we still can't fully utilize it because, well, you know, iPad OS, which apparently is coming out soon. When is that? The 24th? Yeah, well, it will be it will be on these new devices. Uh, so yeah, with stage 26th. manager and and uh, all of the the uh, issues that come with that <laughs> stage manager in all its glory. Real quick, everyone, I wanted to take a quick break to mention today's sponsor, Aura Strap 2 for Apple Watch. The Aura Strap 2 for Apple Watch transforms your favorite watch into an ultimate goal gainer by adding fat, muscle, and water level tracking to your daily routine. You can set your goal, understand body changes, be more attentive to your habits, and achieve your diet and fitness goals faster. The route to your dream body can be challenging, but Aura Strap 2 knows how to take it easier. The route to your dream body can be challenging, but Aura Strap 2 knows how to make it easier. Using Aura Strap 2, you can monitor how your body parameters change during your diet and workouts to ensure you're on the right track. You can use detailed reports to see your body's dynamics and find the smoothest and fastest possible way to build the body of your dream. You can get personalized recommendations based on your body composition data to follow your health and fitness journey, including meal preference and workout frequency. And you can also set your goal, track your progress, and follow personalized recommendations to meet your destination without overtraining. So for more information about Aura Strap 2, visit the link in the description down below. 
so yeah, that's the biggest feature, I guess you could say, with the the iPad Pro. There is uh, a couple of other things that are worth pointing out, or there are a couple of things worth pointing out. Um, so they, the one of the first things on the press release is that they mentioned this hover feature, which I don't know. A lot of people, I saw a couple comments when I said I felt like this could just be a software update, and they were like, "Well, it." needs hardware to do this does it though i remember using an old samsung phone (laughs) that had this with the stylus from like 10 years ago where like you hover the you know there there, there could definitely be a way where they could make this work on other and i just remember with the the m1 ipad pros and stage manager oh that that's a m1 feature only that's not gonna be and then look at that they magically figured out a way now i'm sure there is some sort of thing but do you know what that hardware integration is they say it's the um, m2 but... I'm, I'm not sure i i would have thought that um the technology exists right because if you, I, i'm sure you've seen with apple pencil that you don't have to fully contact the display right um to actually to use it so something is going on there but i assume something has been changed hardware wise in terms of the display to get that distance because it can do it up to 12 millimeters away from the display which yeah. is quite far um, it's just not particularly impressive considering that this has been right. on Samsung devices for years. Um, I mean, I, I, I sort of, I, I don't think Apple has necessarily built it up to be the most revolutionary feature. So maybe uh, we're wrong to criticize it because it's nice to have, but it's just not something you will you will go to buy um, for, right. this, for this feature. Well, like, okay, so one of the things that they advertise is like if you go to you know, use Scribble, the box will automatically change and know that you're about to write and and convert the text faster. But, like, I feel like even if it's not 12 millimeters away, there you just said it yourself, and that's the whole point. Like, there is a sensing, you know, ability, and it's maybe it's not as far away, but you could probably still turn this feature on, and maybe it's not working from as far away, but it's still working to the point that by the time the tip touches the actual glass – it's already made the change or showed you the preview or whatever. I don't know. I feel like they could have probably figured out a way to make this work. But again, there are some hardware differences that allow for this feature to, you know, kind of take place. Uh, so that's one of the features. Apparently, you can capture ProRes video now. Do they change the cameras at all or is it just a software thing? No. It's, it's singularly because um, M2 has that ProRes um, media right. engine. It's basically the same media engine from the M1 Pro. Uh, so the actual camera hardware is completely identical. It also gives it smart HDR4 instead of smart HDR3. Yeah, uh, but th- so these guess, are more consequences of M2. So I guess that makes sense. Um, but like again, not a reason to go out and get it. Uh, well, Apple's been presenting it as though you can do this full ProRes yeah. uh, video <laughs> workflow. Yeah. As though I, I think. I know I'm saying there's probably not many people that take the full advantage of the power of iPad Pro, but I think there's even fewer that are going to do a full end-to-end ProRes video production workflow, including actually shooting the video on a 12.9-inch iPad. Yeah, I'm going to actually Especially do it. about how good the, the cameras are on iPhone now as well. Yeah, I'm going to actually do the the full video where I'm filming it with the iPad. I'm just trying to find a solution for how to... Uh, get the iPad on a on a tripod so that right. I can film myself because I am just a one-man show over here. So it's going to be kind of hard for me to like, you know that rig in the commercial with that, that they had yeah. there? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I can use it for B-roll, but how am I supposed to film myself with that thing? So I'm going to try it, and I'm going to try to edit the full thing. 
and hopefully I have enough storage. I only went with 256 gigs, and ProRes video is, you know, that 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 could eat a eat up a little bit. So hopefully I can try it. But yeah, again, average consumer, and I know these are pro tablets, but I still think a lot of average people who just want well, a this larger is pretty niche, even in the pro territory. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure that they're trying to present pro features that I'm not sure pros even know they want uh, at all. You know, 48 megapixel camera on the iPhone 14 Pro. I think you, most people get some benefit out of that. And uh, people that do want to use their iPhone for photography get some use out of that. But does anyone really want ProRes video recording on their iPad? <laughs> I don't know how many times I've even used the, the rear camera on my iPad. Maybe I used it to scan a document once. Um, I, I mean, I've used it before in the past, but on the current, I actually have this iPad Pro right here, the 2021 iPad Pro. I have never used the back camera ever, not one bit. I know that some people use it for like interior design and using the camera yeah, for as a, for AR. Yep, but I haven't even done that either. Uh, actually, I could be lying. I, there's a possibility that I used it for AR for a video, um, but that wasn't intentional. It was just because I, yeah. you know, had to. Uh, and then super fast Wi-Fi 6E. All right, which I actually am kind of excited about because I'm getting a 6E router here within like the next couple of hours. So I'm excited to see if there really is like a major difference in speeds and performance and stuff. But this again, is the first Apple device to have that. Yeah. So I could do like a true test, you know, with it last year's. I guess really it would be speed test, right? <laughs> like efficiency yeah. throughout like find like dead zones i don't know but i mean again not a huge reason to go out and upgrade uh this is kind of one of those like if you have a 2020 ipad pro or maybe the 2018 or older and you're looking to get even then i know i know it, it's really hard i, I think the, the problem is the 2018 ipad pro was so good yeah um, and still holds up so well even the i mean it's, it's basically the same design that they're still using um and unless maybe you bought last year's version with the 12.9 inch model with the mini led display which was a significant upgrade and you know you got thunderbolt you got m1 for the first time for stage manager that was a worthwhile upgrade well so that's but what this... i'm saying well, that's what i'm saying with this one like if you have an older one that you know doesn't have all of this like don't get it from the 20 if you have a 2021 ipad pro there's no reason to get the 2022 at least in my mind unless you think that m2 is really going to help whatever niche thing you're doing um you know i if the 2020 or older, you're going to be getting a huge upgrade just from last year's. So really, if you can find last year's model at a cheaper price, then go for that. But otherwise, if you're set on getting a new one, then I guess this will seem like a significant upgrade, but not due to the new range of features that you're getting yeah. this year. It's from last year's stuff, assuming you go 12.9. Yes, I think that's that's the issue, really. Um, and I think the reason why Apple has done this is because this iPad Pro will probably be around for a long time. I would not be surprised if, like the previous generation iPad Pros, this is around for 18 months. So the next iPad Pro update could actually be in early 2024. That would yeah, make sense to me. Um, because it's the 2024 update that we believe will be the next big overhaul so timing wise i can't really see a sort of another minor ipad update next year i think to wait for 2024 when we're going to get a thinner design oled displays for the first time across both models um, probably thinner bezels and maybe wireless charging that's when you're getting into something that is a bit of a, 
a more interesting overall package, especially if it is substantially thinner, which is what we, we believe it will be. That will be quite a striking change because I still think the iPad Pro is too heavy and too thick to be um, to take advantage of being genuinely portable um, in a way that an iPad really should be. You know, especially when you compare it with the, you know, you carry it around with the Magic Keyboard. Yeah. The 12.9-inch iPad Pro is so heavy. So do you think that could be the same time frame as the foldable iPad? It's in that territory, um, but the foldable would probably have to come maybe the year after, 2025. I think okay. it's pretty unlikely that that will come at the at the same time because Apple's got to get over this hurdle and get to the next iPad Pro redesign. Um, although, of course, we'll have to see. There's, there's any number of variables that could change because we know that they wanted to get OLED iPad Pros out a lot earlier. Um, although... Sort of that that makes me think actually that really the whole story of this iPad Pro is not not to be too bleak about it, but it's sort of like the story of failure because everything we've heard rumored just hasn't <laughs> got into this product by now. We haven't got OLED. We didn't get wireless charging. We didn't get any camera upgrades. Yeah, uh, we got nothing. So we we got nothing. No, no mini LED on the 11 inch model, which um, is it, I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. It's 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 really the the case that Apple started from somewhere, kind of like they did with the AirPods Max, and then they've just admitted by the time they've reached launch that they just can't they can't get yeah. it in there. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's the iPad Pro. I mean, we're really flying through this mini online uh, press release only event because the last thing, which is the most significant thing, um, is the new iPad, like the original iPad, no other name to it usually entry level and i say usually because my goodness uh did this get a price increase and why does the ipad air exist at this point in my life aside from the m1 chip or whenever it gets the m2 like why why does anyone need an ipad air that's the difficulty um that apple has now created the ipad lineup is probably now the messiest lineup of any of their products why do they do this Um, the, the feature split is so confusing and the way that it has all been priced. Um, I think it will sort itself out. I can imagine that, again, by the time we reach 2024, um, once the the new 10th generation iPad and that form factor becomes the entry-level model and it comes down in price, maybe the iPad Air has just you know gone away. Then maybe I'm wondering if they're transitioning from the Air name like in all aspects. Eventually, just making it easier to be. Well, this is what I would do if I was an Apple executive: is make the the original name for everything. You know, iPhone, iPad, MacBook. Make those the cheaper entry level devices with you know these features that they include, and then make like the iPad Mini. I guess well. I guess the iPad mini should be the cheapest one. So this is where it gets confusing with the iPads because the iPad mini isn't that cheap for what you're getting. It's just a smaller form factor. Uh, I don't even know. What's the price anymore on that? Is it the same price as this iPad? Uh... I am honestly, I am so confused with the pricing of the iPads at this point gonna, because they've changed them around the world. And I look at UK prices, um, and just a little, uh, a little comment for our our, our poor UK listeners: um, they have really had a, a hard time with the pricing of the iPad. Because if you were to buy the iPad um, Air or the iPad um, Mini on the morning of these press releases yesterday, 
they were a hundred pounds cheaper roundabout than they were at the end of, of the day. That is a huge amount of difference. So, and 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 they've also made the iPad Mini more expensive than the new entry level iPad, and it okay. wasn't. So I'm very confused about it all. You'll have to tell me what so, U.S. pricing is. I'm gonna try to bring up my screen here. Okay, so you can see it. Um, here is the new iPad. And by the way, we haven't mentioned it yet, but it got completely redesigned. There's no more home button. It basically just looks like an iPad Air. Uh, it turns out they still kept the ninth generation, so that's going to be the entry level then, right? Yes, yeah, and it hasn't changed price, storage configurations. They're all exactly the same. What they've yeah. effectively done here is slid a brand new iPad between Why? the entry level <laughs> and the iPad Air. Yeah, yeah, very. very so strange. they gave us a, they gave us a new thing. It's basically the exact same as an iPad Air, minus some of the internal stuff that we got going on, and a couple uh, of different so things. The display isn't as good. Um, okay. It doesn't have M1, which means it can't do right. new stage manager, which no most people would probably be here. grateful for. Yeah, there's no smart connector, which means you can't use the uh, magic keyboard. Um, it has to use this its own keyboard folio um, accessory. Which I think looks kind of cool, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's it's better than the, um, uh, than the magic keyboard folio because the keyboard comes off and it yeah. has a kickstand. Yeah, um, and also it has function keys. So other than backlighting, this is a better package than what you well, get on the top of the line twelve point nine inch iPad Pro. Well, assuming you don't want to use it on your lap, because <laughs> there's that's true. No, no chance you're going to use this on your lap. I remember it, it's basically I... like a server now, right? Yeah, yeah, so and that's, that's sort of the design they've gone for. I don't know, man. I kind of like. I like that. I like. You know, it looks nice. It comes in new colors. You got silver, and for those of you who are watching at home, you can see uh, yellow, which is what I ordered just to spice things up. Um, we've got this pink color and then blue. I mean, it's a cool-looking iPad. It just doesn't make sense from a pricing standpoint anymore. I wish – if they would have made this that 329 price, I mean, these things would sell out immediately. They might still sell out immediately just because – you know what you're getting. There are a couple of new features too. Well, one major thing that comes to mind: uh, you get a landscape camera. Don't know why they couldn't figure that out for the uh, uh, for the iPad Pro. Because if there was ever a device that needs a landscape camera, I, I get it. There's probably something with FaceTime uh, with the oh, Face no, ID. This, this is a whole rabbit hole we're going to have to go down right now. Why? You don't think it makes sense to have it on there? Oh, it makes total sense. But okay, the reason yeah. why they haven't done it is because. Uh, if you think about your iPad Pro, what is in that location is uh, the wireless charger and the magnets for the second-generation Apple Pencil. Well, then move that. Um, so they'd have to make the Apple Pencil smaller in order to do that. Mm. And, of course, this leads us to the the biggest controversy around this device, which uh, has has been one of the more strange and ridiculous things that Apple has done for a very, very long time, which is despite having the square design, and despite having a USB-C port, which is one of the other big changes, uh-huh. this iPad does not support the second-generation Apple Pencil. Yes. It only <laughs> supports the first-generation, which has a lightning connector. So in order to charge your, and pair your Apple Pencil, you need to use an, a, an adapter to charge yep. your Apple Pencil from a, via a wired connection. And it will it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an all-lightning package yeah, gonna, for a find it here L- look at this little thing you need this USB-C to apple pencil adapter 
They don't even call it lightning. They're too ashamed to call it lightning, so they call it (laughs) Apple Pencil Adapter. Uh... Yeah, I mean, if you already thought it was ridiculous to charge your iPad this way the first time, boy, wait till you stick this little adapter on it and make it look even worse. So it's a very, very strange decision from Apple there because what they've effectively done is chosen to have the landscape camera over support for the second generation Apple Pencil. I mean, maybe they had loads of first generation Apple Pencils lying around and they need to sell them. And that's why I guess. they've offered it in this way. And maybe with the iPad redesign we'll get in 2024, um, there will be a smaller Apple Pencil or it will exist on the side of the device or there will be something that means this makes sense. But for now, yeah. it's just hard to get around how strange and silly that seems that you have a lightning way of charging and pairing on a USB-C device. Especially when these accessories are marketed together. Uh, anyways, here's I'm looking at this. This is the iPad breakdown for those who are, um, and they have it by size here, I think, because they don't have it by price. Um, so yeah, I mean, why would you buy an iPad Mini unless you really want a small iPad Mini, um, or really you really want a small iPad? It's five hundred dollars. This new iPad is four forty nine. The iPad. Before this new one is three twenty nine, then there's an iPad Air for five ninety nine, and an iPad Pro for seven ninety nine. Now, my personal opinion, unless you need that extra boost in performance, and the display is really that bad, is it a resolution thing or is it just thicker bezels kind of thing? Uh, the bezels and the display size are exactly the same. The differences are that it's a non laminated display, um, so and oh, it doesn't yeah. have a, a anti reflective coating. Um, yeah. and uh, it also doesn't have P3 wide color. So it, it, it is quite different, but just the average person probably won't care. No, I don't think they would. So, like, I don't know. I don't think there's any reason to get this one. And if you're really just trying to save money, it just the iPad 9 generation is still really good. <laughs> it just doesn't look as nice as the new one. And you don't yeah, need to get an adapter. I would- so, I mean, you could save yourself some money. I would pretty much agree. Um, I think I would suggest most people who just want an iPad, this new iPad is probably the best, the best possible thing for them. Um, But the iPad Air now exists in a very strange place. Even the iPad Mini exists in a strange place with some of its features. It has a rear flash, but the new iPad and the iPad Air don't. I think the iPad Mini and the iPad Air are borderline un. Like, like not, I can't consider them. They're not considerable, in my opinion. Like, I cannot... Like, they're unrecommendable. Is that a word? That's what I was going for. Like, I cannot recommend you buy those unless you have very specific needs. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for a lot of power, obviously you got the iPad Pro. Uh, if you're looking basically for, like, a laptop replacement, you, know, you can do the iPad Pro. If you're looking for something that's kind of borderline, where, like, I don't know, people at home who just want to send an email or something, look up something online, and want a keyboard and mouse experience, you can still get that with now the new iPad with that folio. And you can get the rest of the benefits of having an iPad and playing games and, you know, browsing the web and, and, and watching videos. Like, it's still perfect for all of that stuff. Where, why, wh- what do you need the Air for? You want, like, 
a little bit extra power and a better screen. I guess if you really do notice that and and you want to use the magic keyboard um, for a slightly better experience, but that's so much more money to add that all together. And the iPad mini can't really do any of that stuff besides be an iPad in a smaller form factor. I understand the iPad mini a little more um, because some people do just love that form factor. It's so um, expensive, though. And it's particularly though. good for, for kids or um, people that want to just read on their iPad, um, want something that's a little bit better for just one-handed use. I understand that better. It's the iPad Air where this conflict exists. Uh, and if Stage Manager was a more compelling feature, which is maybe what Apple was going for, it would make more sense. Um, but like, but I don't know, man. otherwise, I very hard to justify. I still think, I still think that you're you're getting a lot less with the iPad Mini in terms of like the size, the battery life, all of that stuff, compared to just the regular new iPad that got announced. And you're spending fifty dollars more. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe it but should I be priced at three ninety nine. People that buy iPad Mini. <laughs> don't buy it because it's an iPad, they buy it because it's small. Yeah. Um, so there is a reason to buy it in a way that I don't think there's a reason to buy the iPad Air. Unless maybe I'm, if you're maybe a student and you want the Apple Pencil 2, you want the convenience of a good note-taking experience. Sure. You do want Stage Manager and you do need a bit better performance because the A14 is comparatively quite old now. Um, and you do want the Magic Keyboard to be able to use it on your lap then in that situation, uh, the iPad Air just about makes sense to me if you don't want to shell out for the iPad Pro. Yeah, but, it's, but even it's, then, it's I would still, still try to push you towards the 11-inch iPad Pro. Well, you would get ProMotion in that case, um, and you would get the better speakers. You would get, um, I believe it's a brighter display. Yeah. Um, Apple Pencil Hover now, something else you would get mm -hmm. for your note-taking. Um, and obviously you get the LiDAR scanner, the better camera setup, which does make a little more sense on a smaller device, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that this iPad lineup is, like you said, a huge mess. I guess we can both agree that the uh, the Air is unrecommendable. I don't know why. Unless, again, you fit in those very specific needs, and then it's all about just saving as much money as possible while getting those needs. Um this is where I think they should just morph the iPad Air and the uh, the new iPad into one specific product. And I would even take the iPad Mini and make the iPad Mini identical to this iPad, just in two different screen sizes. Have a small one, and but a, you got to make uh, it cheaper. You have to make it cheaper. Yes, the, yeah. yeah, it would have to be cheaper, and that is, but it would sit better in yeah. the lineup. That's as fine. like a, an iPad for kids at that yeah. price point. I think that would be really popular. Because I'm being honest with you, if if you're like, hey, you got to buy your kid an iPad, which one are you gonna get? It's not gonna be the mini. I don't care that it's small and good for their, you know. It would be, hey, put this thing on a table if you can't hold it, and interact with the thirty three hundred twenty nine dollar one because I'm saving all of that money, and you don't care about the specs. You just want to play whatever game or watch a TV show or something on it, and they won't care. So, you know, I just give my kids when we rarely do give them tablets, but when we do. I just give them whatever one I have, you know, extra lying around. And it usually is the one that I try to trust them with is the older, I think it's the 8th gen iPad. It's perfect for them. They don't need anything more than that. Yeah. And that's why the iPad mini might make sense as more of a true entry-level product, as it was when we go right back into the iPad mini's history. Um, but then there are people, it's a bit like the the iPhone mini size. The, the, the mini style devices appeal 
to the absolute entry level, but also there is a niche of customers at the high end that love the size and love the form factor. To a mini um, pro. Wasn't that a yeah, rumor for a while? That, uh, there was a little bit of a rumor about that. I, I, I think it would be really popular in the same way that I think uh, an iPhone uh, Pro Mini would also be really popular. I know I would buy one, and so maybe I'm biased. Um, but I think that Pro doesn't always mean bigger. Um, and I think Apple would re should realize that um, there are customers that <clears throat> prefer uh, the ergonomic benefits of a smaller device. Um, but you can see they're doing this across everything now. They're going to do it with the iPhone again next year. They're going to put iPhone 15 Ultra at the top of the lineup with unique features like the Periscope camera. We see it with the iPad Pro where the bigger model is the only one to get mini LED. So this fragmentation is occurring everywhere where you're being pushed up to bigger devices with more features. So maybe they will never do it. But to me, it would make sense that they just have a multiple uh, display sizes for individual product lines. Can we get their color scheme in order here too? <laughs> oh, I was hoping you weren't going to mention this because this, this is the one what is this? Look at bugs me the most. I'm lo we're looking at all the colors here. For those of you who are listening in the car, you unfortunately are missing out again. But look at you see these little dots, right? There's these little dots underneath each iPad, and here we have different shades of virtually the same colors for the most part, except for this random new pink color that just dropped for the first time on an iPad. Uh, I mean, we used to have like this light pink, but this is like a, this is like a hot pink, right? I don't know my colors. Well, I I can't I I don't really know where to start with this, the state of the color options. I thought Apple was finally this year um, course correcting um, by introducing both starlight and silver yes. on everything new, even though starlight <laughs> is a waste of a color because it's neither silver nor gold. Um, so I don't really know who Starlight is pleasing. I kind of um, like Starlight, but you know I don't mind if it's I gone. Don't, I, don't I don't mind it. it. It does look nice on the Apple Watch. I will admit, when it's paired with the Starlight band, um, I do quite like it. But yeah. it just is strange to replace both silver and gold with it. And this was my issue for a long time, that the entry-level devices were only offered um, in Starlight, which meant that then when you had something like an iPad Mini and a MacBook Pro, they didn't match. And that bothered me. And then this year, Apple has decided to start reintroducing a silver option on a lot of its devices, <laughs> um, except on the iPad Air, which earlier this year was only available in Starlight for the first time. And now this new iPad is only in silver, but not in Starlight. So I just can't win. Either way, it's going to always now be the case that there's no space gray for this. You can get midnight for that. But on this one, you can choose from both. And maybe you like blue, but you're not going to get the same blue on two devices. No, they're going to be a really horribly clashing I two blues. I feel like Apple is doing this just to troll you. Like we know point, they've listened. We I know they know about our podcast. We know firsthand. We know they have potentially listened to some. I don't think they're listening to all, but we know that they're out there. Someone's there, and they're doing this to troll you and everyone else. Well, it's working. It's yeah. working. Um. I, I don't see how it can be fixed now. The colors are just. Can I get an orange iPad, please, or an orange i like what you Apple? You did a great job with the uh, with the Ultra and these orange accents. It looks really nice. Like, let's just throw out a full body. Let's see how it does. I know people might think it's a little too much, but I will say I think that the brighter, sort of poppier colors for this new iPad are really nice. Yeah, I think it it's 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 very befitting of the character of this iPad as a as a cheaper, more fun iPad. 
it's definitely how this device should be offered rather than before when it was just offered in space gray and silver. Um, they're really saturated. I think when they released the iPad Air and even the MacBook Air, people really wanted these sorts of colors. So it's great to see just such a, a vibrant um, yellow and a, a vibrant red in particular. The blue is not, not so interesting, Wait, I think. Do these colors even match the iMac? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Uh... The iMac... The iMac sort of kind of matched some of the AirPods Max, Not but also close. doesn't. And also the iMac's confusing because the red one is not product red. They call it pink, even though it's very clearly red. Um, I was kind of hoping it, it was matching confusing. this yellow because I kind of like that like mustardy gold, like darker yellow yeah. on the iMac. Um, and I kind of thought it was like very similar. But now that I'm looking at it, these are much more vibrant. No, they all clash. It, it, I, I think that most um, users now who have a, several Apple devices will not have matching colors somewhere. The more Apple devices you have, the higher risk you have of those not being matching. Unless you go all pro all the time and have silver, <laughs> something will be mismatching. Uh, Apple, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand. I think because they, they treat it, they treat them like... Um, uh, like fashion products where they just choose a nice palette of colors for a single product and imagine how it will look in those marketing photos and give it a distinct feel um, and a distinct look, which works for those marketing images. But I can't be the only person that just sits there looking at a Starlight product next to a Silver product and just thinking, this this is just irritating. When you pay a lot of money to have things you know, be part of an ecosystem that is consistent and goes together. You shouldn't have got me started on this rant, Dan. I'm it's sorry. always a dangerous topic for me. Hey, at least the AirPods have remained the <laughs> same color for years. Yeah, well, that's why silver and white nothing. is always a safe bet. Or yeah. at least I thought it was until Starlight. Um, wow. So that's, that's it. There was just a nice little Tuesday press dropping of you know some products uh for those of you who want the ipads those are available to order right now and you can get them on october 26th and then the apple tv 4k weirdly is available now but you get that on the 4th i believe of november uh in which case you know you have to wait a bit longer i don't know why but that's just what apple's doing um yeah, I don't know. Let me know. Let us know in the comments if you bought any of this stuff. I mean, I'll have some videos up, but I I just can't imagine that it's going to be anything crazy. We'll see. Uh, you know, I'm excited. What are you most interested to take a look at, do you think? I don't know. I'm always excited about the iPad Pro, even though it's like, it's it's it's, it's always been, we've we've talked about this many times, and I think a lot of people have mentioned this. It is the one product we all love and we never use. And I just, like, we love it and I love the idea of it. And then when I go to use it, I use it for a little bit. And I'm like, all right, that was fun. Back to my Mac. Uh, and that's just mostly because of software. But so, I mean, I guess I'll be excited. That's like, ooh, new iPad. But that'll very quickly wear off uh, once, you know, I, I realize it's exactly the same. But uh, the, the I guess the new iPad with the with all the you know crazy colors and design and really the folio keyboard i'm excited to test that out it's got a nice little yeah, trackpad added to it yeah uh the last folio that they had for some of these ipads did not have a trackpad 
because that was a little before its time of Apple introducing that into the software. So like you said, this one's kind of cool. I didn't even realize that it like detaches and then gives you like one of those back paneling, like a surface, like you said. Uh, so that'll be nice. That's kind of the first official first party product that Apple's come out that's like that. So It's also the first iPad keyboard with a function row, which is yeah. you'd think that'd be a pro feature, but no, you're getting it right at the the bottom of the line now. Weird. But not if you buy your, you know, $1,200 iPad Pro. <laughs> Which, thankfully, they weren't making us buy another um, Magic Keyboard to go with it. So, I guess... Wouldn't have put it past them, but... Yeah, I thought for sure I, there was going to be a new one. Fine. Yeah, I get very overwhelmed when there's drops like these via press release. Um, because I don't know what accessories are new. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? What do I need to buy? Like, what what, what needs to go with it? But, you know... I don't know. That's that's really it. I don't have much else to say. Surprised we went forty three minutes of this. It was quite a lot. I think it was quite a lot that was was unveiled, and it may not even be over yet because we're still expecting new Macs before the end yeah. of the year. Yeah, briefly explain what else. What else do we still have left? So the one thing that we're most sure of seeing is updated MacBook Pros, which will also probably be via press release because it's just going to be an update to the as yet unannounced M2 Pro and M2 Max um, chips. Whether there'll be any other extra little features like kind of on the level of Apple Pencil Hover where they don't have much of a fanfare, um, we don't know, but we know that is coming. Um, There's a chance of Mac Mini there is a very low chance of Mac Pro. Um, Which is weird. Because we know it exists. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but I think that that will be... What, the reason why I think that's low chance is because they probably want to save that for an event. Um, and there could be something like AirPods Max color refresh before the holidays. I think that would go down well. Um, but really, it's the MacBook Pros that we're waiting for now. Although I wouldn't... Uh, I would say don't buy one right now because... Uh, There'll be a, a new one in the not too distant future, but I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be too excited about it. Fourteen and sixteen inch ones, by the way, is what we're talking about. There's already yes. If you're in the thirteen inch, there's already a new M2 that you could go get. Uh, I would advise against that unless you just want a thirteen inch entry level MacBook Pro. Um, but the fourteen and sixteen is where the bread and butter are at in terms of performance and and all of that. So, yeah, that's that's it. If you guys uh, made it this far, let us know what you picked up and if you like any of these new products and we'll catch you guys in the next episode with linkedin jobs we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need marketing wizards found them software engineers found that project manager i could never seem to hire and found LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.